All right, you all, welcome back once again to another edition of the Diggy A2 Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Diggy, a.k.a. Rob D, B.K.A. Rob D, and the place to be. So, uh, we are still on our journey of the new class. The new class is, you know, the independent artist uh, playlist that we have established on our channel. And if you don't recognize these symbols behind me, I'm getting ready to introduce uh, one of the hip-hop, underground, southern hip-hop kings, Young Bleed. Uh, so let me tell you a little story about Young Bleed. When I first heard Young Bleed, uh, I first heard Young Bleed in 1997 off the I'm About It soundtrack. He had a song called How You Do That There. And I was like, yo, what is that? Like, that is so funky. Like, I didn't even know, like, how he even thought of putting that song together. So fast forward a couple years later, he puts out an album called My Balls, My World, which is a platinum selling album on the on No Limits label. And then he ventured off and did all kinds of different uh, independent uh, ventures and things like that. But the world got introduced to Youngbleed from How You Do That. And that album, you know, solidified himself as a staple in hip hop and in Southern hip hop uh, to be specific. So I want to give you all a royal introduction to Mr. Glenn Clifton Jr. himself, a.k.a. Youngbleed is in the building. So Youngbleed, what's good, my brother? What's happening? And uh, talk to the folks, man. What's good, big homie? Oh, man. Royal introduction, fam. And I appreciate you and the missus, man, for bringing me through like you do. You know what I mean? So um, it's a beautiful thing, man. That opened up just a plethora of things with me when you go back to the hardness of it. So like I said, you know, from the royal beginnings, let's start there and let's get it on. But thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Nah, nah. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. So... Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's start from the beginning. So the first area that I want to go into is how does one transform themselves from Glenn Clifton Jr. to Young Bleed? How did that happen? How did you become Young Bleed? How did that happen? Good question, man. You know, I go back home nowadays. You know what I mean? I ventured through, through the 50 states and so on and so forth. But I had I got a, a big cousin, that, you know what I mean, that I always said, man, we laugh when you come back home. Because you made Young Bleed a byproduct. We know Glenn Clifton on my nickname, Lit Tank, from out the neighborhood, you know. <clears throat> I was born, yeah. I heard you mention earlier about being a, a veteran. My granddaddy was a war veteran of World War II. Salute to your granddaddy, man. Salute. Man. Absolutely. Yes, what's Rest up? in peace. You know what I mean? But he used to say this um, uh, more or less. His name, you know, in the street was Good Bleed. They say he was good to bleed you with his knuckles. Oh. He still was a hell of a street guy. He laid concrete when he came home. Mm -hmm. But I went through different series of names, you know what I mean? I started putting my pen in the pad between eight and nine years old in the fourth grade, 1983 to be exact. Okay. And when I look back at my life, I'm born, I'm a 70s baby, born in 74. My granddaddy demise somewhere between 84 and 85. Okay. But somewhere along the way, Ron DMC and that whole evolution of hip hop was happening at the end of the 90s into the 80s era. Mm -hmm. And I caught my glitch in about fourth grade and said, hey, man, one day Papa, I'm going to be a rapper and I'm on the record company. Mm -hmm. And as well as you got the logo and the label behind you, you know, it's the dream come true for me. So yeah. here again, man, um, going through that transition and having several names right before I got my big break. Shout out to the concentration camp, CeeLo Brothers, No Limit, you know what I mean? And Master P on into Priority Records. I, I damn near have not had the same deal Ice Cube had when he left NWA and went to Priority Records. It was solo wow. artist. Wow. So, right before that sprung off, 
me and um CeeLo, actually, my last rap name before Young Bleed was G-Lo, Ghetto Life Outcast. Okay, okay. We, we, was, we was um trying to do an album called Paralokes, and we take our, our same face and combine the face, kind of like face off, and you, you know what I mean? You know the movie yeah. face off? <laughs> and take a Paralokes and put on both of our face, but we, you know, we never was able to do that record. Okay. But with us both being, you know, Loke guys in that sense, you know, mine is the Crippin', um, coming from Baton Rouge, that was just his name and my name at the time, G-Lo, I decided to change my name one more time. And I thought, this time is for the money. Everything is everything. And I went back to sitting on those porches with my granddaddy and having those talks of what I'll become in the future. And I took a chip off the old block and called myself the younger version of Bleed as he was good Bleed as an OG to me. Um, and my mom and, and, and dad at breakup time. I, I spent yeah. a lot of time with my granddad and the father figure kind of way. Yeah. And the rest is history in that sense. So, you know, as far as the evolution, I tell the young generation this, man, you know, I'm, I'm a perfect bridge between the gap, young and old, because I still keep a young on my name based right. on my granddad. So, yeah, that's where that comes from, man. That's Found what's up, it. man. That's a, that's a pretty interesting story, brother. Like, I wouldn't, I've never would have thought you were going to tell me something like that, man. I thought yeah. you were going to say, like, never somebody know. named you it, and then you got it, like, it grew, and then, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's yeah. a whole, like, lineage of story behind it. So it was a whole different meaning. Yeah. It doesn't just mean young bleed. It's a whole, like story like a uh, family story behind it so that's 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 dope Absolutely. That's and, dope. and one more to grow on man um like i say my granddaddy was a world war ii veteran so hmm. later in life um when my mother you know my mother being his oldest daughter when she was pregnant he used to joke with her when she used to tell me that her stomach looked like an army tank so i guess it reminded him of world war ii so he before i was named my my i'm named a junior after my daddy glenn reed clifton jr yeah but my granddaddy named me Tank before I was born and told my mother that her stomach looked like an army tank that, that reminded me of World War II. So if she had a boy, that's what my nickname would be. So I was actually named from okay. my grandfather before I was born. So it was on the right to give back and take a, a bit and piece off of his name and sure. just bring it off way full circle. Yes, sir. Man, it kind of it's, it's crazy how life comes full circle, man. That's That's mm -hmm. dope, man. That is so dope, man, and and I'm so glad that you shared that with us, brother. Because I don't know if a lot of people know that story, but I'm glad for you to share that on this platform with us, brother. So I appreciate that. Um, let's talk about 2020, Young Lee. How was how yes, was sir. your 2020? Um, and what did you learn from 2020? You're gonna bring into the new year, man. Let me paint the slide for you, man. Okay. I was a part of the No Limit tour for really about my name might have showed up on seven flyers and marquees and tickets and all that. But the only show officially I did was um, November 30th, um, 2019 in Chicago. Okay. It was on stage just doing that verse for how you do that. And it was phenomenal. After all those years, I hadn't saw P with talk in and out and so far. So, it, you know, that whole reunited thing, we was based on that. Right. But I ended up standing in Chicago from November, the last day of November until January when the weed became legal. And so on and so forth, mm -hmm. based on the rest of the tour dates that they didn't welcome me into. You know, I was, okay. my name was put out there, but when it came down to it, they didn't welcome me into those dates. But eventually, I left that tour. I didn't, didn't agree with what was going on. Yeah. And I'm saying that to say this somewhere around that time, maybe the COVID was starting to exist. Mm -hmm. So I left Chicago, went back to H Town. I'm a part of a podcast station called Banging 832 Radio right. that they made me a co-host um, since like um, 
November that just passed has been a year. So the no November in 2019, all this was happening at the same time. Okay. I went to H Town to reconcile with the people we had met and set it in stone. But I left straight from Chicago to Houston, Texas, stayed a week or two, went back to Baton Rouge and hung around and started working on records. Shout out to my son, Tyler Ramon, son of the Dawn. Shout out, house studio and me coming back home, I was able to work in the crib and do certain things till I got the phone call to come on up to Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Ohio. Shout out to Marvelous Marvel, Marvelous Marvel Productions. Right. was a guy that I met through the internet while I was in Chicago that, that January and November to that. And um, we, we set in stone to do a show somewhere around April, May. Then the right. week after that, I, I will file it seven days later to come back to Louisville, Kentucky and do a show. So okay. it didn't make sense to me having friends and family go all the way back to the South. Like, excuse me. No, you good. Like, back up here and um, do that type of thing. So I stayed between those areas. Then everything started to take place for us to COVID. So in a sense, you know, I was supposed to go to California, Texas, and Georgia to do a few other shows that naturally was postponed and that type of thing, the travel and the state line being shut down and me having good friends and family in the Midwest on up into the north. I lived in like about 47 states, you know what I mean, in 47 years of my life. So in all, all those times, I'm going to get with the local rapper to the main rapper and try to connect in those areas, just being um, a young entrepreneur or starting my CEOism or I had started it right. when you go back to 2009 to 2010. Right. So in the midst of that, I ended up up here in Kentucky going back and forth, doing different things, but of course suffering like everybody else, man, you know, that cutting to all the payroll, the shows and everything that we had predestined planned for um, 2020. So mm -hmm. definitely, man, you know, um, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I, I joke with my studio guys, producers and rappers are like, um, for what's happening with the COVID, we used to happen to sit in a room and record music and write and don't leave that till it's done. So it's, a, it's again, a blessing and a curse for us. We know what to do in those solitude times. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And from that, I've just been adapting the role in the rest since then. You know what I mean? Man, that's what's up, man. I, I and, and my sentiments as well. You know what I mean? When when you don't have um when you got number time, brother, when you got number time, you gotta come up with something. That's why I can't wait till 2021, because I know it's gonna be a lot of COVID music coming out in this year and the years afterwards, you know what I'm saying? And and people gonna yeah. make some some very introspective stuff and uh and shout out to everyone that lost their life as well due to COVID because COVID is real. Man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, COVID God. is real. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. But Man, yeah. so Lee, what is what is your take on the state of hip hop music in 2021, man? What is what is your how do you feel about, you know, both of us are from the same era of hip hop, so we look at hip hop in a different lens, right? So, you know, coming up in the, the 90s and the, the late 80s, 90s, you know what I'm saying? Now we got hip hop in 2021. So, what do you think how do you think uh um what the 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 health rather is of hip hop right now today? What's your um, universal language and universal law and coming from that time, man, you know, I could speak a lot of, uh, like I said, being a 70s baby and we was first getting those black exploitation flicks, Superfly, Dolomite to the Mac, right. and the soundtrack to the street. They became our leaders after the 60s. We're not born in the 60s, but we hear about Malcolm, we hear about Martin, JFK, and so on and so forth. So I watched that go to the black exploitation flicks till we started to stomp with James Brown and this, that, and the other. Yeah. You know, we talked earlier about LL and Rakim and so on and so forth in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, so era. to the greats. Right. 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 When guys only had 
beat machines or turntables to, to, to duplicate a band. You see what I'm saying? So later on, when you get two short records and Easy E them from the West, then you start hearing more funk on records with live instruments was being played. But the average kid that only had two turntables, all we had was the beats and the breaks. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm a part of that evolution. And um, we spoke earlier about how it marked from the east and to the west and the south becoming third coast. Yeah. You know what I mean? The last to get an event to the Midwest and throughout the rest of the world. So now it's an infinite thing, but it's more here again, universal language and universal law. It go with the wind. Okay. Well, orange, oranges might grow in Florida. Peaches might grow in Georgia. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I dig what's going on with it. I don't agree with everything to each his own. If everybody was the same, it'd be a robot factory to sound like a broken record. So I keep up, you know what I mean? Keep my yeah. eyes open, eyes to the sky, ear to the street. And, you know, I remember my parents and other, other parents and people back in the 80s were saying how rap might be a fad. My pops always say, man, I have something else to fall back on. So to see it still existing in 2021, yeah. it's all over the place, from commercials to radio, you name it. It's a beautiful, God-blessed thing. So I like to keep that dream alive, and I appreciate everybody else that's, you know, getting the A for effort for just doing that young and old. What I don't like is the class, but, you know, depending on how religious you is and whatever, it's the, it's the case of father against son, son against father, mothers against daughters, and vice versa. When you see the old heads capping at the youngsters and vice versa. So that part of the demographic, if I could change and remain that medium and connect those dots and we keep this 360 degrees, the blessing of God that gave us freedom of speech, so on and so forth, mm -hmm. you know, depending on how you look at it, that's my only thing, you know what I mean, as far as form and fashion and all that. Some things are not for the kids, you see what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know, yeah. being a part of here again, hip-hop evolution, we saw it grow in a certain direction, and it was like back in the days. Um, I remember um, Eric Sermon being one of the first rappers to rap with a list, Cool G Rap, those guys. Yeah. And we, we practiced pronunciation, pronunciation so much to get this perfect now it's kind of backwards. Everything, you know what I mean? MF, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's over and under the radar. But, you know what I mean? Like a dollar might move. You know what I mean? Yeah, we man. create the science it is with people. So it's in categories. It's not one thing right now from gospel rap to hardcore hip-hop and all in between. Yeah. Man. So it is what it is, I respect. No, I, I, and I and I respect your opinion, brother. And like I said, we, you know, we from the same era. Um, of music, um, yeah. I kind of feel like I'm an old soul, so I, I dig the 70s, the 80s, and, and, and yeah. the 90s, and you know, so what do you say to those, Bleed, that, that feel that that mumble rap killed hip-hop? What do you say to those um, individuals that have that opinion? What do you, what do you say to that? Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Going back here again to Cool G Rap and Eric Sermon that rap with a list. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. one of my nicknames that my pops would call me young was Mumbles. You see what I'm saying? If I catch a, you know, a whipping, or you know, I don't know if we can curse or whatever, but be in trouble <laughs> no, at home. you good, dog. Hey, you good. <laughs> okay. Ass whipping, you know what I mean? Um, I go back to my, my back room and talk shit to myself, and my pops would say, what you say? I said, man, I ain't say nothing. But he could hear me mumble under my breath. And half yeah. of the times I walk around the house, kind of talking to myself and those type of rudiments, and just freestyling to myself, he started to call me mumbles at a young age. Yeah. So imagine when I first heard the term mumble rap. I, I took it two ways. For as perfect as we was pronouncing, you listen to a Big Daddy Kane record, a My Philosophy with KRS-One, 
Mm-hmm. It was education to us. I learned a lot more rap music than I learned in school and black education and so on and so forth. Right. So I got that. Right. But I felt like in one sense, it was derogatory toward the South as boys that wasn't educated with these hip hop schools, Def Jam and Def Row. Yep. And we had to learn our own way to interpret the language. You see what I'm saying? So I had to understand that demographic, you know what I mean? The older heads, I'm cool with Dougie Fresh and guys like that that I had the privilege to meet in up. person. And they not tripping on hip hop started in New York. Rakim is not tripping on that. They happy that it went around just like it came to them. So right. I respect the respectable at the end of the day. And it's all about education. And like Scarface said, it's the one line of communication that, that we got left to communicate with us beyond the TV, you know what I mean, the news. And what's on regular radio every day. Yep. So everything else, like I said, it's evolution, education, and um growing into that. So each one teach one at the end of the day. If your brother don't know how to say ABC one, two, three, then it's your duty. Like uh, a start of Shakur say, pass it on. Pass that knowledge on. Let's uplift each other instead of tearing each other down. You know what brother, I mean? Brother, preach so, it, man. Yeah. Preach it, my dude. Hey, man, like, man, y'all need to hear this, man. Like, man, bleed like that's that's real talk, man. Especially with us as uh, as black people, as a black community, we too busy tearing each other down. I think I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm getting hopeful, man. I'm starting to see this change, but I think it's with this generation. It wasn't with us, but I think this next generation yeah. is starting is starting is starting to figure it out, man. Like we we are powerful, more powerful in numbers than we are trying to tear each other down. I'm starting to see it, man. man. So I'm, I'm hopeful right. that the next generation has finally Check figured that out, man. You know what I mean? So, man. So let me ask you a Check question, brother. So what is what is a either a song or an idea that someone else created and you were like, damn, I wish I'd have did that shit, man. What's up? What what what, oh, what does that for you? Um, I feel like this. God bless us all, right? Yeah. Early bird, get the worm. <laughs> if you don't, you know, I don't believe in wasted talent, you know, and shout out to the movie Bronx Tale. Mm. If you gonna pass up the blessing of the thought that God trying to use us, let's say we all grapes on the vine and God is that vine, yeah. and He pumping through you and you sleep on your blessing, then you're here somewhere else because He gonna manifest what He mean to manifest whether you pick it up or the next person pick it up. Yeah. So ever since the kid, I just recently was connected with a guy by the name of LaJuan Love. For those that know LaJuan Love, he was one of the first artists signed to Luke Skywalker Records back mm. in the '80s, and a youngest to be signed. With the Stevie Wonder stomp, everybody say, yeah, it was a hit record. Okay. So we been we became friends and brothers in that sense. But um, I go back to that. You know, here again, you sleep on your blessings, it's going to pass you by. I used to want to be the youngest rapper saying, then I see something that I was working on from little bit of Baton Rouge that wasn't New York and California. Yeah. And the thought going to manifest itself was meant to, meant to manifest, you know, through the eyes of God and, 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 and um, blessings of God. It's going to take place. So at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I feel like don't sleep on your blessings, man. I keep, you know, we got these phones and everything and so on and so forth now that you can record and write down what your idea is. My mama taught me to sleep next to the bed with a pen and a pad because, you know, a lot of things come out of dreams and visions. You know what I'm saying? So don't sleep. You know what I mean? You understand God when he's speaking in that sense. And and, um, being title to your blessing you make one step he make two so that's how i feel about that yeah i feel that man i feel that I, I tend to find myself doing that a lot lately i come up with an idea and i'm like i gotta write it down real quick otherwise i'm gonna forget it and then you yeah. know to your point if i don't write it down or come up with it i'm gonna see somebody else have it. i'm like man yeah. damn man 
Yeah, I, and you I'm know still- it's not stole right from you. I'll give you a quick story right quick. When I was a kid, I had a song called I Got the Power. Right. Then um, TNC Music Factory came out. <laughs> then another guy came out, and they wasn't from my neighborhood, city, or state, so it's not like they stole from my notebook. Right. That thought manifested, and they was in position to, to, to you know, have access to it. So yeah. I learned that lesson and learned not to sleep on my thoughts ever. Go with it. You yeah, know. man. That was a big record, too, matter of fact. A huge record back in the early 90s. Man. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> man, so let's switch gears, bro. Let's talk about your time at No Limit Records and at Strange Music. So how did you grow from being a artist on No Limit and then the Strange Music experience? So what did you learn from both of those experiences? What did you take away from being on each of those labels? Um, I learned a lot with both of them. And here again, 360 degrees. It was a family and, and um, record family. You know what I mean? Um, kind of venture, 360 degrees. Shout out to Dave Weiner who was an a r whatever his position was at Priority that became vice president at Strange years later. We reconnected, shots out to Chauncey Clyde out there in the Kansas City area, the first guy, my brother, friends and family, um, long time, um, that reconnected me with Dave Weiner when I was in, in between a contractual position between West Coast Mafia, my independent label at the time, and that was one of the things that came about. So, um, like I say, more or less at the end of the day, that was the connect that 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 re that that connected me initially to um strange. Okay. So you know, I was a fan of Tech Nine and what they had going on and so on and so forth. Yeah. But kind of off center to it, you know what I mean? But yeah. they brought me more up close and personal, and I had the chance between 2009-10 and maybe the 2012 to have that run with those guys. And yeah. it was a phenomenal thing. I just wish it would have lasted long. I had ideas. They had their own ideas. And we separated somewhere along that time. But at the end of the day, it's no bad blood. It was a good run. You know? No, that's what's up, man. I, I listen to Preserve today. Matter of fact, I listen to all your music today. Today. Yeah. Like 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 yeah. all, all your stuff today, man. So I'm, I'm familiar. Preserve. And I, I like how you did uh, How You Do That Again with you, Tech. Yeah. And I think it was another cat that was on, on the drum with you trying to. Brother, Bring that uh bring that flavor back. I, I like that, man. Like I was like, oh yeah, man, that's what's up, man. But and then what yeah. you, you started to create, you started to get the entrepreneur type of thing in you then. I started to notice. Like and, and then what I've also tell you, Bleed, is the more I listen to your catalog, the better your rhymes got too. So I don't know if yeah. anyone's ever told you that. Uh but yes. I think as a as a as a as an MC or as a rapper, your rhymes got better as you grew, you know what I'm saying? As you progressed in life, your rhymes got better with it as well too. So I definitely want to give you kudos for that. Um, just listening to what you've and uh, what you've that. gone through, your experiences, your rhyme patterns got better. You got better as a writer as you got older, man. And, yeah. and it tells within the music, you know, as you're telling your stories, as you go along with your music, as I listen right. to your catalog uh, all today. And then, you know, you came to Trapdoor Entertainment. So let's talk about that for a minute. You know, you, you built or I want to say you created Trapdoor around 2010-ish or so. So it started as yeah. a small idea. Yeah. Um, exactly. And uh, you you decided to go independent route, you know, with the with trap door, and you're still the CEO. And right now, as a, as a, my understanding, correct, you're still the CEO. Absolutely. So how do you balance yes, being a CEO and an artist? How what is what is that what is that life like for you right now? Um, me go back to my artists, the day they made me boss. You know what I mean? The bosses I come from under. You know, I learned the ins and outs between C local records and the concentration camp. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's all trial trial and error. Um into No Limit, you know what I mean? Slightly into Priority Records, then the folding of Priority Records. 
Yeah. So Ben, you know, what I mean, um, I always kept a B level um label, you know, despite of me signed as a solo artist. My first label was Criminal Records that I never got off the ground. So nobody knows about that. Yeah. But my second label was Detention Home Entertainment. Shouts out to Uncle Paul, a member of the Cardion family, a lifetime brother from the neighborhood since we was kids, since Little League and Elementary School. Yeah. But I learned when I come in the game, they told me, Bleed, you know, this is 10% talent and 90% business. And I always argued that that fact being born artist first. So me here again, being a sacrificial lamb, I went through a whole lot of the scrapes and not saying it all. Yeah. Everybody got their own individual stories. Yeah. But what I wanted as an artist for myself, and once I started to build and starting those labels and putting out, going back to independence after the final priority, then I started saying I wanted to create a plateau that artists could focus. It's like being a boxer. Yep. Once the bell rings, you're in that ring by yourself. Yep. But what you don't want to feel like is your manager's a jerk off, your cut man and your trainer. You don't want to have to look behind your back. Yep. And I try to create that type of circumference for every artist that come up under the same kind of umbrella that I did. Yeah. Don't worry, you know, like God having your back. Don't worry. Don't look backwards. Just go out there and do your thing. Everything yep. else is going to be strong and learning from my self experience. That's what I try to pass on to everybody else. I think that's dope, man. I think that's dope. Uh, that's a great analogy. You know, you know, you're going out there and fighting. You want to make sure that if you're going out there into the fight, that the people that got your yeah. back got your like for real got your back. You know what I mean? Like not, not pretend, yeah. <laughs> not yes, pretend, so. but gonna take care of you when you got something happening. You know what I mean? So I think that's it's dope, man. From my understanding, you're still creating music, man. Let's talk about your new stuff. You got any, any new thing coming out? I saw your last album from 2020. Saw your last project. Uh, so you still yeah. making music, brother? How are you? How are you bouncing? Do you sleep? Like, how are you look? Everybody asked me that. Man? That's the burning question, man. And I appreciate you bringing that up. November 6th, you know, I put out a record and we was talking on, on the COVID. I had, you know, I always think five, ten years ahead of time. So I'm always working on what I'm going to put out next. All but right. I slid what I had originally scheduled to the side when the COVID and all that was taking place in 2020. And um, shout out to my man Chuck at Work Clothes, the team in Somniac out there in Indianapolis, Indiana. Right. And um, Grind Music and as well as Chop at, um, at, at Chop Studios. So we, we thought for a minute to put together an EP and being a fan of Ice Cube and Easy Eating them way back in the days, I always wanted to do something like Kill at Will and Niggas for Life, that type of thing. Yeah. And, and a, a pre-planning. I had an EP before that. But due to the times, you know what I mean? I um I come up with the term signs and wonders. You know okay. what I mean? Just to grab it more biblical and that contribute back to toward God and what was taking place with the COVID. I heard a few people mention God, but everything else we trying try God. That's how I'm raised. So I wanted to do a prequel, then get into an album called There Is A God, which I'm looking at sometime next month releasing. That's so cool. as of November 6th, I dropped um, Signs and Wonders. That's a seven song EP. Right. I did a re-release of um, a friend of mine by the name of Freeze. That's out of the Monroe, Louisiana album. And um, his CEO, um, Big D from Big Weight Entertainment, man, that's fighting a life bid for, you know, something he got, wow. you know, attached to. Uh, whatever the case is, you know, out in the, as far as northern Louisiana. Yeah, no doubt. Re-release that record because people didn't know about it in 2008. Some did, some didn't. Yeah. So, Signs and Wonders, um, Young Bleeding Freeze off the curb was, was his first artist, and they decided to break him in with me. Okay. Um, third to that, I got my first group off the label called The Younger Gang. So, I put out The Younger Gang after that. 
Then I re-released the Carleone family that we released in like 2004, 2005. Okay. On up until um, my man Zam coming out of East. Zam 2 turned out of East St. Louis, man. Just, just dropped his single and video last week um, called Love Again. And his EP is scheduled to come out this Friday. So That's I'm trying to stay in a two, three week span of dropping records and just being blessed to have the right artist that's busy like me and ain't got to twist no hands and just take in the work and, and present that to the world. So that's where we at for us up to date and what we got going on over here at Trapto Entertainment with the coming of the Dads of God, the next Young Please solo album sometime next month. You know I mean? Man, you like a walking billboard, my dude. That's what's up, man. You talking hey. about marketing. That's marketing at its finest right there, man. My man just said his old catalog and what he getting ready to do, man. Over two steps ahead, brother. I feel you. <laughs> hey, look, man, somebody so told me that in the past, man. You got to be a walking billboard, man. You know what I mean? Not to, man. Hey, you see this? You see this, brother? Yeah, you're... <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss it. Yes, you can't miss it, man. You can't miss it. So, all right, brother, I got one more question, man. And usually it's the most important question that I ask um, uh, entertainers and uh, artists that I interview is the future. What does your future or how do you want your future to, to shape out? And what does Young Bleed's legacy, how do you want to leave your legacy behind, brother? Okay, man, I'm blessed, man. Nine days. I've been a granddaddy since 37, 38 years old. Right, congratulations, so have, um, What's up? Thank you, sir. I have five kids initially, a son in the beginning, three daughters on the end between the baby boy and the end, and my three grandkids, two grandboys and, and a granddaughter. Yeah. So my thing was not force field the game. You know what I mean? I back up to see if you pick up this kind of like if you ever saw this movie about the Holy Dalai Lama, the Coon Doom. And once one Buddha died, the next way you recognize the next Buddha is he pick up where the other one left out. They put all his items out on the table. And if he right and pick up that, then he that's reincarnation. Yep. So to be blessed to still be here to see my son to be 29 years old. He helped me run run the gambit of the company. He do hip hop and on B shots out here again to tie you Ramon. Um so it's just, you know, any father and son, you know, we all, you know, we accept our kids how they come, but God bless me with a son first. And he everything that I could hope he to be without me ghostwriting and forcing him to do anything as well as the rest of my kids. Yeah. So far as the personal legacy, only to hear again the rest of the artists and their family and all that. I want to do what I got to do, man. Um, and, you know, I'm not ashamed of my age or nothing like that. God said the same. June 6th this year, I'll be 47 years old. Hey, bless again, him, brother. Blessings, brother. Thank you, sir. Happy early birthday. It was birthday. days in my 20s. You know what I mean? I didn't think I'd live that long. And my parents yeah, advised for it. Yeah, and so to be here, it's a constant blessing. So my thing is to set everything in stone, do what I have to do in my lane and see the rest of these guys and girls benefit for us to labor and what I said, you know what I mean, in yeah. all. And that's all we can hope for as men and businessmen, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you, man. And and, and your story resonates with mine. I'm a, I'm a young grandpa myself, two granddaughters and a grandson. So I, I definitely feel you something about them damn grandbabies, man. Like, <laughs> man. I don't know the word to put on it, man, but if you ain't got life in you, compassion and all that time, second thought, definitely. Yeah, it gives you something to think about all the it time. It do, brother. It do. It do. Yeah, well, Young Lee, it has been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure, man, yeah. talking with you this afternoon, man. But in the Dickie A2 platform fashion, we do shout outs at the end of the show. So, Young Lee, this is your time, my brother. Who are you shouting out to the world? This afternoon, my good sir. Who your shout outs going to? Yeah, I, always, I always start with the world that's big enough, you know what I mean, other than the universe in that sense and God in the heavens. 
But definitely the Carleone family, everybody at Trapdo Entertainment, banging 832 Radio out there in H-Town. And anybody that keep an open mind, open heart, you know what I mean, an open spirit to me, man, you know what I mean, uh, to keep this going, to keep me inspired, to keep it going. So much love here again, respect, success to y'all. Appreciate y'all for having me through and everybody that's, that's into what I'm doing, man. I appreciate that. We appreciate you, brother. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you again, Mr. Young Bleed, the AKA uh, Underground King of Southern Hip Hop is in the building. Uh, brother, we wish you all the success and, and love that you can handle. And hopefully we'll have you back on in the future and we can actually talk about uh, hip hop in a podcast platform. So that'd be dope to have you back on if you wouldn't mind that in the future, man. We'd love yeah, to see that, time. man. But shout out to yes, you, brother. Shout out to your family. And of course, shout out to all of our fans, followers, and supporters. And of course, Shout out to hip hop. All right, y'all be easy. One double zero. Peace. Much love. Yeah, man.